everybody to another edition of the Putler Podcast, episode 112. Shouts out to the group 112. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my left, he is the $100 man, Bobby Diaz. Coupon cutie right here. Coupon cutie over there. Giving you all the deals. Also joining us, you know him, you love him. He is the 10th one of the world. Ticklish himself, Richard Garcia. How's it going, everyone? And also joining us, you probably hate this guy. He is the hot taker of hot takes. He is the under hot taker. The Pinoy powerhouse, Byron Pagdalao. Holy shit, dude. The under hot taker is a fucking good-ass gimmick. I love that shit. I just came up with it right now. Good job with that one. (laughs) And also joining us on the special edition of the Put Me Over podcast is one of our fondest sponsors of the show, the... One of the proprietors of the Grudge Match brand, Remy Casillas. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good I, to be here. I need to come up with a better nickname for you. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Remy. Remy yeah. Zero. How about Remy Zero? Remy Zero? That's Re- taken, though. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. It's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, let's yeah. get into our sponsors this week. Let's give it up to our friends at lapelya.com. If you're in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelya.com, use our promo code put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over. You get 20% off your entire order. Also, make sure you go check out our uh, our stuff, putmeoverpodcast.com for all of your put me over podcast wants and needs. Uh, use a promo code Kofi Forever and get 15% off your entire order. And also, last but not least, I wasn't going to forget this guy because this is his episode. This is the special day. Give it up to our friends at Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Go check them out. Always dropping the hottest fire. We're going to pick his brain a little bit and find out how it works, what's going on with it. And uh, maybe he can give us an insight on what is to come from Grudge Match. But make sure you use our promo code PUTMEOVER on their website for all for 15% off your entire order there as well. Uh, give it up for the man, Remy. Hello. Y'all. Uh, so how's it going? How's everybody doing? Doing well, doing well. How are you guys? I haven't seen you guys in a week. Makes sense. It's been about you a know. week. It's been about a week, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot uh, kind of going on. week to be a week to be exact. Yes, we know, we know, we know days. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to keep track though with with all this coronavirus stuff. Um, a lot. I felt like I felt like this week went by way too quick. I, I was like what? Monday, then Friday, real quick. It kind of so felt weird. like that for me too. Um, the the week kind of snuck up on me. Uh, but you know, we got to keep tracking. Uh, but let's 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 take a little bit of time out of the day uh, to uh, talk about some news. Let's talk about some dicks, dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. Wow. Oh, there's okay. a kitty here. Who's got a kitty? Cat. That's your cat. Oh, that's my cat. Oh, dude, show us the cat. Show us your pussy, dude. One, oh, there you go. And there you go. Demonetized. <laughs> Off the Let's see, There she is. Oh, little kitty. Oh. oh. Kitty. <laughs> Sorry. Chubby oh. kitty. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitch to watch the live stream version of this. Yes. I don't know the URL, but find us. We're live. Who goes there? Just, well, you guys can figure the rest out. 
Well, that was a that was a, that was a nice smile on my face because uh, what I got what we got right now uh, is not so nice for WWE. If you're looking at it through their perspectives, um, it's the ratings again. Uh, Raw this past Monday hit a really essentially an all time low in uh, in viewership, one point five million viewers total. Oof, that is that is brutal for for Raw. For raw, yeah, it's a big oof. You so, think uh, the network is uh, uh, like buyer's remorse <laughs> right now? Oh, okay. Here's the thing, though, like, because everyone is talking about like what what matters more is it the demo, is it the overall viewers? Um, we, we discussed this last week with AEW NXT as far as like what is more important. If um, if you're if you're the if you if you're the network, your main concern is that 18 to 49 range, and that is, is there enough audience to keep the eyeballs on the product so that they can look at the advertisements? And um, as long as they're as long as the network is happy with that demo rating, then they're fine. Um, you look at uh, like like AEW, like you know, this past week they did beat NXT in the overall rating and in the overall demo. As long as the network's happy about it, then. And they're fine with it, and that's really what it keeps what decides it. Um, now, as far as the demo goes, let me let me pull up that information to see. But one point five—that's basically what the Wednesday night shows are bringing in, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, combined, yeah. actually, that was the bet, like to see if if the total viewership for both shows was going to beat Raw. And uh, this week it didn't because there was a decline in NXT's end, but. Um, last week they were pretty damn close. They 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 could have beaten a they could have beaten Raw, but they were off by like I want to say like a couple thousand. It was a small number, but that's but still huge. That's still huge because at this and, point Raw's an institution. Like like we said last week, like mm-hmm. everyone knows it's Monday and and wrestling is on USA. Like that's just ingrained in us. Yeah, um, that's yes. that's crazy. So uh, the eighteen to forty nine, they're 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 a point two nine. So 0. 0.29, 8, 18 to 34, and then 0. 0.67, 35 to 49. So they are like, a, they're still getting somewhat of an audience, even though the audience is declining each year. It's just, it's just the way Raw has been. You know, when you go three hours, that was the start of it. But every year, it just keeps getting less and less. It just, uh, I mean, where I'll do you love, go from there? I'll be honest, I, I didn't to- make it past the first hour this week. It's, it was brutal. And after exactly like after watching this week, this week's episode, this week's Raw, I I was with you. Like I think I watched it about halfway, and I couldn't do it. I just simply could not watch the rest of the show. It it is just it it you, it's so boring that you're that that I'm not invested in it anymore. Like I mean, okay. I'm watching now just for the podcast. But so so can we go back? I'd like to go back in time um, when Byron said the the numbers were going to go up. What happened? I don't know. What man. happened to the um, numbers? To, to be honest, watching any sort of live broadcast of anything without a crowd, um, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like even I love my sports. Obviously, NBA is going to be a little different. Um, but even soccer matches, um, and I'm diehard till I die. I'm fall, I'm falling asleep left and right. There's something about like uh, having the actual spectators. Um, there that makes that much of a difference dude um like even when i watch AEW nxt they're good matches but i have to watch it in pieces it can't be one big connective uh program because 
the energy's just not there. Uh, it's it's a real sad thing, but I mean, we're gonna have to deal with it for a while. Yeah, I think not just wrestling, but most a lot of TV programs are down in ratings too, from my understanding. So uh, it's a whole thing because people are just trying to deal. Maybe people are doing drugs or uh, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> not I, blame them, but. I think you can do the, all the drugs in the world, but I, it's not gonna be enough to get through Raw. I'll tell you that much. I think the crowds at Raw and SmackDown and NXT as well are brutal to get through. The crowd, I'd rather silence than the crowd that they give us there or pump in fake noise because the the crowds, like we keep saying, like they're just like forced to like everything they do is forced. Uh, where as you watch AEW, I feel like you're getting normal reactions from normal people you know um it's not very like i don't know there's no applause signs for aw i feel like the aw crowds is a lot more enthusiastic on what they're watching where the wwe crowd is being told when to cheer and what to cheer uh, that, that could be just two me. cents yeah go for it me so i think um when it comes to wwe and viewership and everything everything kind of just you you all can agree because Everything just went downhill since the the SmackDown switch up and everything uh, going from Tuesday to Fridays, um, especially since. Um, and I I told a bunch of people this like that, you know they want their their numbers like right then and there as soon as they switch. They had a big show which did show the numbers, but it was in October, which is like the month where everyone's out on a Friday night mm-hmm. getting fucked up. You're not going to see those numbers um, that month at all because everyone's just going to be gone partying, doing Halloween parties and everything. And then after that, you have to worry about Christmas automatically. Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, everyone's TiVoing. So you're not going to get the viewership and everything. Plus, you know, when COVID hit and, every, you know, you would think that people are just stuck at home. But no, we have AEW who's actually you know, treating this whole situation like a, a different way. Like, you know, I feel like they're more aware of this whole COVID thing, you know, instead of, you know, because you got a bunch of indie guys who were, you know, there for an opportunity, but then you go back to raw and it's legitimately, it feels like they're more employees being told what to do. Exactly. That's the feel that I get. Exactly. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, I mean, they're only running one show a week, two in AEW, uh, two if you count Dark. Um, but I just real, feel real it just, quickly, there's an energy there that WWE can't replicate. Real quick, I just want to go back to what Remy said about uh, SmackDown debuting. Um, when it did debut, they did have over 4 million viewers, but that was a little bit misleading because you had all these uh, guest stars on there. You had stars mm-hmm. from the past to hype up the show, and you had a match that was um, pretty pretty good, at, pretty advertising with Kofi versus Brock. And yeah. I don't want to say that was the only reason why it drew uh, ratings, but th- they loaded that show up. But ever since then, it was, it's was it been a steady decline. I mean, even uh, that one week they were on FS1, they drew less than a million viewers. Yeah, I think they've settled in. Because they, their... they expect people to already have cable when it comes to that. Well, the I fact that, that it's uh... on Fox, you can watch... Pretty much anywhere you can watch with a piece of antenna, you know, or yeah, uh, mm-hmm. a clothes hanger <laughs> sticking out of your TV, you can pick it up. Yeah, that so FS1 one was an anomaly, so there shouldn't be an excuse if it's just straight up on Fox, you know, channel 11 for us over here. 
I just think it's kind of wild because like you think that people are home that no one can go out like it's very limited on going out right now and like twitch like dude the numbers are like skyrocketing right now they're in like the billions of views it's kind of wild because you got these people like bringing in all these views on twitch and they can't even bring that on live tv for wrestling Str- which a lot of people are into oh it's yeah but it's, people wanted it's live action want to do a stream right yeah. and and to be fair i was um, watching a lot of Twitch streams, even Impact, believe it or not. I was watching Impact Twitch TV because I like the part of it that people want now is the interaction. And I think that's why the numbers are blowing up because, you know, you can talk shit about like, you know, AJ Styles and, you know, has all you want on these fucking streams and it's fucking amazing. So I think that's partially <laughs> why it's drawing some, true. Viewers, drawing some viewers away because uh, the interaction is really cool. Um, but yeah, no one has, it's kind of crazy. It seems like we're more busy, even though we're kind of locked in or not that we're busy. We just don't, I give a fuck less about wrestling, to be honest. Right. Hint, hint, WWE put a live chat. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Well, they used to talk about like Twitter all the time. Like when they would do hashtags and stuff, like we are the number one trending right now, which is bullshit. And anytime yeah. anyone says that, I feel like it's bullshit. It's 100%. They, they would, they would post tweets on um live and everything but i'm pretty sure the, these are all pre-taped so mm-hmm. i don't think they can do that well, yeah they, they're on a taping schedule um and and the way they do it is uh they'll have one day they'll do two tapings they'll do a raw taping um one would be semi-live and the other one would be taped for the following week and then um for smackdown and then for nxt um i know that they had that up until at least uh at least the plan up until SummerSlam. So it appears that every other week is going to be a tape show. And you would think with a tape show, there shouldn't be any excuses for any type of fuck-ups or any type of um, mistakes. But even, even on the tape <laughs> shows, work. you still see that. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Impact, um, there was some news coming out from Impact um, the day is here, the July 18th day of when those people got released a couple months ago. Um, they're free agents now. They can do what they want. And Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows now uh, have their Talking Shop podcast. And they went out there to, to pretty much announce that they have signed with uh, TNA Impact Wrestling. Um, kind of weird that they didn't go with AEW, but... I also know that they are going to be able to be doing select dates in Japan while under contract with TNA. That might have been the thing that pushed them over. What do you guys think? Probably the money, too, and the tag team division in AEW. Is, um, there's a lot more to go through, so they could probably be the top of the AEW division. I mean, of the Impact division um, right away. I don't even know uh, who's AEW in Impact. <laughs> exactly. But, and, and to be quite honest... Uh, when there's people who come into the to AEW from WWE right away, like look at the past couple weeks, or like not even from AEW, for big signings from you know like Brian Cage, um, Brody, um, they're losing right away in these big matches. It's kind of I guess we'll touch on that later. But like maybe they just want to try to push Impact. They could be the heads of Impact. Who knows? But peculiar decision. Yeah, bigger fish in a smaller pond. I guess would be the. Uh the analogy that i would use 
And yeah. also another thing to keep in mind is that today is a uh, anniversary. So um, this week, I'm not sure what the exact date was, but you did mention earlier that this is where the uh, some of the talent that was released 90 days ago, that's when the no complete clause ends. So we may not just only see Anderson and Gallows tonight. There may be other former WWE talent that were recently released. They may end up showing up unannounced as a surprise. And that's got me interested in TNA for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. See what surprises we get. And especially um, with, 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 with their world champion. So um, not watching. But yeah. she's, 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 been, she's been stripped of the belt. So who knows? Uh, there's going to be a new champion some, tonight, right? There's going to be a new champion. And Isn't it, it a mystery someone, opponent? A mystery opponent. I think I believe so. Huh. So there could be a possibility that it may be someone who is a former WWE talent that was released may end up showing up on impact it could be anyone c3 more than likely which i i could see him i'd rather i think him going back to impact is a better move than going to AEW. so i wouldn't be surprised at all if he does show up let alone show up to win the impact world champion they cheated the best tna thing about Going. For as shitty as TNA is, I mean, they treated him the best out of any company he's worked in. Um, I I could see him going back and you know, getting back on top. What one thing that I've learned um, is that when you do work for Impact, we've all experienced this with Bar Wrestling. That when you do work for Impact, you are allowed to go to um, independent shows. Yeah. So my it it'll work out better for anyone from WWE just to go back to Impact. And everything, um, you know, like uh, Brian Cage, you know, the assignment to Impact and everything. He would just do bar wrestling every single time that they had it. You know, it works out for everyone because they get to sell the merch on pro wrestling tees. They get to sell, sell the merch at indie shows. They get to make their payday at indie shows and Impact. It's it's a win win. Yeah. Well, once indie shows come back, hopefully soon. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a different landscape too because. Without bar wrestling, that was like the premier, kind of the premier place. If you weren't going to PWG, it was bar wrestling mm-hmm. in SoCal. Um, so we'll see. Don't even, that, don't even get us started on that. That's, <laughs> I'm so sad. That is a bonus episode for all the Patreon members. <laughs> yeah, coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> um, I'd like to know how much they got paid because in this time, it's funny how companies can find money to even buy wrestlers because I'm sure AEW they're probably not looking to buy anybody right now because I mean, this whole pandemic thing, they're keeping their numbers up. That's good. They get, they got their demo, which is good. And uh, it's, I think that it's just hard to like want to buy something right now when you might end up like crashing and burning later on. Well, they're guaranteed for at least four years. So we're one year into the TV that. Contracts play a huge part in uh, their income. I think I think they're gonna get an even bigger contract next the next go around with their proven yeah. in, in the demographic specifically, but their proven numbers. Um, I think they're happy with where they're at right now. Even uh, Tony Khan tweeted out something. He's like, "We're if even if we're number seven, that's a win for us." And like overall yeah. cable watch, like that's a big deal. We um, gotta be number one. I mean, obviously <laughs> number one, but they weren't even expecting to get in that top ten. Um, Another thing I want to talk about, speaking of which, next week on Dynamite, Eva Lise is going to be making her de- uh, debut on Dynamite. So it looks That's like they, they've snatched up Eva Lise, and I'm really happy for that because I really like Eva Lise. Yes. 
Is there any other big news that we missed out on, Dick? Um, that we that we missed. Um, well, we've, we've been having a lot of talk about a lack of a crowd in um, with with these shows here in North America. Um, New Japan, they just recently did have a, a minimal crowd of, I believe, 3,000 people for um, the finals of the New Japan Cup and for uh, Dominion. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, Remy, you did watch it. So let's go ahead and get your thoughts on it and uh, lead us through uh, what your thoughts of New Japan returning and with a live crowd during this pandemic. Well, yeah, we did watch uh, both of those shows. We've been, we've been keeping uh, track of all of that. You know, there's nothing to do. Um, you know, at 5 a.m., like, oh, do you want to watch? All right, cool. So we we've been catching up, and it we I gotta say, like, it has been weird watching the New Japan Cup, and there's like absolutely nobody um, there, and then you get a crowd in there, and you still it, it it felt great. You could see it in the wrestlers' eyes that they were just like so happy to see people once again. And what is absolutely crazy is uh, the crowd. They were just, they would keep to their seats. I think there was like once or twice where people got out, went to the railings, but majority of the time they were in their seats. Even when wrestlers went past, they were just, you know, I'm pretty sure they instruct them, you know, because before pay-per-views, they always have these videos of, you know, don't uh, throw stuff in the ring. Don't try to get involved. No laser pointers. No laser pointers. And, um, (laughs) You know, as I said on the WWE tickets in freaking 2019, yeah. but but uh, no, they'll they'll seriously just sit there, be very respectful, and um, they they do tell them you could cheer, but just not for a very long time, uh, not very loudly, you know, because they want and everyone's wearing a mask. Absolutely, everyone is wearing. Even the children are wearing masks. They would always go back to this one little kid who was you know, had the merchandise and everything. Every time his favorite wrestler would come out and, um, you know, he was, you know, use, using his body more than actually, like, shouting. That's so awesome. Uh, I mean, it was, it, I, was, it was a crazy, crazy I heard that they, that they encouraged them to clap more than cheer, right? Yeah, that's right. That's, see, that's, and no one, no one caused a fuss about it. No one said they're impeding on their rights and they have medical fucking bullshit that they got from a chiropractor saying that they can't wear a mask they exactly because these are people that just want to be there this is something they enjoy they love their wrestling in a very conservative country you know they they're very serious about what they love you ask any metalhead you know you go to a concert they're you know whoever was there supposed to be there the day of they'll show up first band and if there's any trash or whatever they're the first ones to pick it back up. Nobody leaves trash behind or anything like that. And same thing goes for the wrestling community. You can totally tell everyone had respect for the business, the show, and for each other. <laughs> if only it was that easy. If only if it was that easy. Yeah, exactly. That made me just a little bit depressed because um, on that note, too, I was watching PSG play a soccer game and they had people in the crowd. And I'm like, dude, all we got to do is buckle down and fuck, man. We can't even... Yeah, we can't even do this for a day. These people are already coming going back to normal. It's so sad. It's really fucking sad. Yeah, the plane I mean, took it, plane took off and had an emergency land right away because no one can follow a rule like a simple rule. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Was mean, it true that the last match for uh, or the last game for 
Galaxy, they actually had to mic up the, the Rose Bowl parking lot for crowd cheers. Did they really? I didn't even know that. Um, I, I know they kept like going back to um, the Rose Bowl, but I don't I don't think that they had it mic'd up. Okay. It was pretty quiet, so they yeah. had like a like a picture in picture type of thing. For the most part, people stayed in their cars. I was part of the group that you know st- stood outside of his car and you know, I wasn't like hugging people, but definitely, you know, we were jumping and chanting and stuff like that. We all had masks on too, by the way. Yeah. That's good. I mean, and you got to think about it that uh the the Japanese um fans are very respectful. Um so I mean, they understand that like they want to just watch matches. They want to be there. And um, they've always been like that. Even when they have regular matches, there's like maybe one or two people screaming out, Kitty! Young Bucks! But like, uh, they're very respectful. So, and they like just watching the matches, getting all hyped up and crazy. That's more of like, I guess, like an American thing because they don't get like that. They're very conservative and they, they just sit and watch. They're not trying to mark out for themselves. Yeah. Uh, trying to, you know, and now at the Performance Center, everyone's the Brock Lesnar guy and overreacts for every little thing that they do. Yes. Oh, what else we got, Dick? Any any other news? Um, r- real quickly, going back to, to Japan, I mean, you look at um, why they're able to have crowds back, and uh, that's because they've done this before they've been through pandemics before they went through SARS they went through H1N1 they went through the bird flu um these East East Asian countries they've gone through this before whereas we really haven't and you could tell like in certain states where the issue of having a mask and not having a mask and you see the cases going up and really with the country with this country in general we just really aren't used to having a pandemic like this um and that I think does it does have an effect on it and why we're not able i mean at least in the wrestling community and to a greater extent to the sport to the sports we're not able to have a live crowd because we're not able to get these things under control and uh harold mage he he did put up a statement a few weeks ago saying that he wanted to be the first wrestling company in the world to eventually have a crowd back and he's achieved it he was able to achieve it something that Vince man has been trying to do for a while and um for whatever reason, whether it's inside or well, more more often than not, it's within his um, limits. He's not able to do that, so that's the first thing, and that's really a big deal for for Japan. Hopefully, they can keep. Hopefully, we can, they can keep it up, and it could be a, a good news for us. And hopefully, eventually, we get to that level where we can actually have crowds, have a live a live audience in there. Another thing, I I don't think we mentioned that everyone was sitting a seat apart. I was gonna say, what was the capacity? I'm sure it wasn't 100 percent sold out. Well, right? it was it was three it was sold out three thousand because that's what they the cap. wanted to sell. It was legitimately half the stadium um, seats. Everyone, it was seat empty seat seat empty seat. That's what you got to do. But you know, Vince McMahon's like, oh man, what if we just put a barrier in between each seat? We're gonna max it out. What if we just sanitize the whole place? <laughs> <laughs> he wants every seat filled, so everyone's just gonna have to sit in their own little bubble. Well, it's a it's a whole mentality of not just greed, but it's like, you know, I, I get it. Like everyone at this point is a sinking ship. How much money can we make? Now what how much money how how much can we get away with? Also ego. 
I think yeah. that that oh. plays. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon would want to say he's the first one to, you know, sell out Madison Square Garden during the pandemic for sure. Uh, but you know, he can't, and I don't think he wants to go on TV or in like an arena half filled. I mean, basically, that's what they're already doing with SmackDown, anyways. Um, <laughs> doing that before the pandemic. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, so, about? Um, it, it'd be hard to uh, to cheat the camera without showing a whole side of the arena. But you know, there's probably a way. Um, let's get to know Remy a little bit. Yes. Remy, let's talk about your, your endeavor in grudge match brand. Uh, you are kind of the, uh, Hey, where'd you go? Uh, back, back over here. Cameras over here. Um, you, you're, you're one of the owners, creators, putter togetherers of grudge match. Uh, we've been a big fan of you guys since you guys launched. Uh, what's, what's going on with how you guys dealing with this and, and what's going on? Any, anything going on? Well, um, and first, first statement, and it is, you're right. I am one of the owners there. It is a four person company right now because it is I, uh, my fiance, Tani, um, and it's the brothers, Daniel and Brownie. We've had and on the we show. All, yeah. We, we all, uh, we all <laughs> we work had, together and everything. We had Daniel Brownie slept through most of it. I have heard <laughs> stories. I've heard stories. But yeah, we all work together and everything. It's, you know, I uh, I could learn graphic design, but I'm the idea guy. Uh, <laughs> it starts with uh, an idea. But you know, uh, oh, and the also the unmentioned fifth member is Juan Ortiz. We uh, everything we've used is his art. Uh, legendary Juan Ortiz. Uh, Legend. The Young Juan, Bucks the are on AW right now. Young Bucks are rocking Juan Ortiz design T-shirts, so goes yeah. to show you how big this guy is, and that's just that's just a little piece of what he's done for for amazing wrestling. artist, by the way. Amazing artist, uh, amazing father, uh, you know, lover. Um, <laughs> uh, hey now, he's a wait a minute. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, and this is the the key thing that runs with this company is. Everyone notices that, you know, our designs are mashups. You know, you take a wrestler that you love, and then you take a band that you love. And we really did want to reach a demographic of people who do listen to, like, certain types of music, like metal, hip-hop, punk. You know, we started off with punk and everything, and it kind of just, like, jolted when it came to, you know, us coming across Juan uh, posting the Bull Nakano Cramps mashup, which is you know, Tani and I, we're, we're, we don't consider ourselves ex-psychabillies. We're just not involved as much, but we, we're huge Cramps fans. And um, we saw the Bull Nakano. We love Bull Nakano. And we're like, we have to put that on a T-shirt. We have to, we, you know, this just can't be a picture on the Internet. So we hit him up, and, you know, we all work together. And, you know, we just started making these T-shirts. And, um you know, we were like, oh, what else can we do? You know, like, what's what's a universal band that a lot of people like who are, like, in the scene? Like, everybody loves Motorhead. You know, and I don't know a single person who's just like, Juicy Motor- Thunder, like, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's but, um, great. Epic, epic we, mashup. You know, you're, you know, I was just hanging out at, um, at work. I'm, like, thinking, okay, Motorhead, like, who's a beast? Like, who, what's something that, you know, I don't, I don't want to put... Minoru Suzuki like that I'd rather have somebody who you know like already has a character ish 
you know, so I'm like, Jesus, Thunder Liger is perfect. I would love to see chains around that mask. I'd love to see tusks coming out. You know, he already has, you know, on the mask design, like, pointy teeth and, you know, it, something that did work. Yeah, yeah. It, you know? It's so perfect. Um, also, you know, we, we're all, we've all been rocking the, uh, La Parca Misfits, which another one that, you know, it just writes itself. It's so perfect. Oh my God. Juan r- drew that up and we're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Um, also when you gave us our shirts, you gave us some stickers also. Um, uh-huh. I loved the, the Naito MXPX yeah. mashup. Because I'm a oh, no, I'm a huge MXPX uh, mark, so that was actually a very pleasant surprise. Because I I didn't I didn't know that the stickers were going to come included, and I yeah. saw that as well, and that was pretty sweet actually. Let me. Uh, I don't even want to stick them on anything. I just want to keep it permanent. Yeah. I, just hey, I don't want to put it on anything, dude. It looks too cool. I did put the uh, the Vader one. Um, the Vader yeah, one was epic too. No, we we love um, we love stickers. We have, yes, I think we could all say that we all have that that envelope filled with stickers that we're you know oh I'm gonna, I'm just waiting to like put it on something, yeah. But you know we wanted we really wanted to do those stickers. We wanted to put out holographic stickers, and everything if it made sense and everything. We just came out with um, the Jushin Leisure Liger sticker where it's um, from from the past uh, New Japan uh, New Japan Cup. He he had his mask on. And it was he's like, you know what? I'm retired. I'm gonna wear this amazing Hawaiian shirt. Oh yeah. We're just fixated on this Hawaiian shirt. Oh, like look at him. He's living his best Liger life. <laughs> Juice and Leisure Liger. You know? And uh dude. It was and, it, that was a perfect, perfect image, dude. I when I saw you guys do that, I was like, dude, that is that's perfect. It's so good. Yeah. Um uh, what do you guys have any? I don't know if you can divulge anything. Do you have any uh, anything coming about the uh, coming down the pike? Well, um, what's today? The eighteenth. What, what's eighteenth of 18th. July? Okay, by the end of the month, we're gonna come out with something, and um, it's gonna be we we consider it big. I absolutely cannot say what it is. Okay. Um, you, and you know me, I'll tell you guys and everything, but. This is, I've been sworn to secrecy about this, so I'm not going <laughs> to say it, but I can just tell you it's not, a, it's not a shirt, but it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and it's not a sticker either. Is it an airplane? But, um, oh. I wish. <laughs> but, um, um that's, so- but I know we want, the next thing we do want to do is we want to make the Vader one into a shirt. Um, yeah, but yeah, that we sick. We have some big, uh, big things coming, and we're very excited. That's awesome. So make sure you guys go to their Instagram, turn on the notifications because, like he said, end of the month they're gonna just drop it. They, there's no hype. It's just boom. Here it is, guys. Suck on that, and uh, <laughs> definitely turn on notifications so you can suck on that. <laughs> um, and uh, real, real quick, Remy, I got a question for you. As, uh, as a business owner during this time, during this pandemic. How has the pandemic affected you guys? Oh, let me tell you, no, no BS. It's extremely, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty black and white, like where it's just sometimes it'll, it just makes sense, you know, that people are buying stuff. Like we're the stuff that we have is good, you know, like it'll sell. 
And then when we do pre-orders, um, obviously it might take a little bit longer than our usual pre-orders, but believe me when I say, if we do do a pre-order, you know, you will receive your shirt. You know, it's just um, right now, a lot of the companies that do manufacture shirts are not open. And we do look through different avenues, um, look through different avenues for uh, like to buy shirts. But one thing that we do want to do is just put out quality products. We don't want, uh, you know, a weird off off-brand t-shirt that's just like no like nobody in that factory knows what a torso looks like yeah. <laughs> well i can say for one do not change those shirts because they are the softest shirts i've ever worn they fit great i wear your shirts way too often because they just are so comfortable um i've gotten numerous people saying that they loved the shirt hey i like that that looks awesome like uh uh the bad brains uh some guy like hey man i like that band and i was like actually it's a wrestling shirt and he was like oh dude that looks really awesome and uh he i ended up telling him like hey get up my they're on instagram grunge match brand.com or you know on instagram and uh i don't know if you saw it but there was another guy i was wearing the what is it called the uh, bret hart shirt hey man that's an awesome shirt same <laughs> thing told him hey man grunge match brand uh, on instagram they might I don't not know have if you went, but they might not have because you said grunge match. <laughs> it's grudge match. Grudge match. <laughs> no, it's okay. I told you. I told them the right one. It's not. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we'll do a, maybe we'll do a grunge match where it's like like Kurt Cobain versus freaking uh Olive Soundgarden in a handicap match. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> or um or uh Matt Matt Riddle cross Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be a good one. Oh wow! Um, I'm already uh, trying to claim rights to it, so you get no money. Did you guys catch up in any of the shows tonight? I know we we kind of just kind of this week was kind of blah for wrestling uh, in general. Um, so I mean, other than you know, uh, Shayna Baszler coming back on Raw and beating up. A bunch of ninjas, which is not a sentence I thought I was going to say. Um, you got to be ninjas. <laughs> he's Asian. He needs ninjas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't really a whole lot that happened on Raw. Uh, NXT was a bunch of rematches. I mean, they're, they're progressing stories, but um, not very fast. Not very, I don't know. They're just stalling. I, I love what they're doing with Keith Lee. Um, Best wrestling right now. Oh man, they're they're pain. The fact that they took time to have everybody cut a promo on Keith Lee, everyone talking about Keith Lee, made me feel like wow, there's a giant target on this guy's back. And even Gargano said it himself. Um, everyone wants to come after him, and it looks like Karrion Cross is going to be the next one he's in gonna line. Be the next, he's going to be the next opponent, um, and you could tell like they were they were kind of aiming for what the next big match is going to be for uh, Takeover. Um, now this is the this is what I didn't ask last week, and I I'm, I think now's a good time to ask. Do you think Keith Lee's a transitional champion? Hell no. I hope not. I think he's the I best think thing right now. Period. On think, any uh, brand, he could be the biggest and best. I think he's going to be the next. Uh, like he's going to reach the levels of the Rock Stone Cold level. I think the promo Especially we cut on NXT was really good too. 
You know what? Oh, yeah. When the, we were talking about this, you know, while we were scarfing down McDonald's this morning, um, between the tears, uh, that <laughs> you know, uh, we hope to death that they strap a rocket to Keith Lee and everything. They don't f this up. They effed it up with freaking Ricochet, and they effed it up with uh, uh, EC3. But he legitimately has the makings of a star. Where it's like you just hope that they offer this guy movie roles, and he's the next John Cena. Or the next rock because he's a tall very strong african-american male and he he's a big guy he's tons of threat, charisma tons of charisma a threat to brock lesnar oh you definitely know, he has everything that vince mcmahon you know dreams about you know when he's biting his pillow <laughs> <laughs> and i agree i agree and the reason why i ask that question is, is two reasons is number one if you think of it from a logical standpoint, Adam Cole versus Karrion Cross, I mean, because Karrion Cross is more of a heel than a babyface at, at this point, wouldn't it make much sense in terms of storyline? If especially if they plan on making Karrion Cross like a big name. Uh, number two is, is Keith Lee going to be an XT for long? I mean, even though he is a dual champion, um, it, were we going to eventually see him come to either Raw or SmackDown and possibly see? I mean, possibly see bigger things, although knowing better than to say that, given the history of NXT call-ups going to either Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, but the thing about that is um, there's no other NXT call-up that's ever been, I think, with this um, the most star potential I've seen. And he's growing, too. You could see it. The live crowds were there. Um, like Remy said, he has movie star potential already. Like when I watched him in that WWE movie, like I keep mentioning, no one you guys need to watch. <laughs> uh, still haven't uh, st- still have done it. He's actually really fucking good, man. He's all the camera loves him, his moveset, and he can wrestle with anybody, which you can't say for most people. Um, he can wrestle a big guy, he can wrestle a small guy. Everybody looks good. Look what he does with Adam Cole. Um, look what he does with everybody. It's amazing. Look what he does with exactly. He got the Roman rub already, too. So like, it's over for this guy. Is seriously that he's, he's next to Lina. He's the he's the new age Cena, like Remy said. He's he's the guy to take over the the throne. Well, I guess he would and, take it from Roman, but and, and and that's why I asked that question because if that's the case, I mean, he may end up being called up sooner than later. No, I I, I honestly keep thinking of the Adam Sandler. No, stay where you are. <laughs> don't don't leave. Don't here. <laughs> He's one of those guys who are just undeniable, no matter what. And if there's like once in a decade, there's a guy like if they did give him the Roman Reigns treatments where they just shove him down our throats, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. Exactly because he's so he's so like the total package, you know. Imagine what autograph sessions for little kids like. How is this going to be like for them? You know, it's just going to be the same thing like when with Mark Henry, what he said at the Hall of Fame speech where he went and saw Andre and then he fell down and Andre picked him up. And now freaking Mark Henry's like the world's strong, like one of the world's strongest men. You know, that much charisma can inspire so many young kids to just be like, I'm fat and this guy's a big guy and I could reach, I could reach the top. Yeah, Keith, Keith Lee's got me like ready to like destroy the world. I'm like... We can all do this, guys. I'm about to make <laughs> yeah. some. I'm about to make some ribs and just destroy the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it down. 
um i just i i he's he's so good i just hate i i don't know i want him to go to the the main roster so bad because then i mean he's just so good i mean you compare him to roman reigns roman reigns is like a what one two three and then you're done but with him it's he's got a, such an arsenal of moves um, I just, but i just think vincent man is gonna screw it all up as always, he's gonna bring him up, have him do a bunch of squash matches, and then lose interest. And yeah, yeah, exactly. You wonder, you wonder if Vince McMahon does have a five-year plan as far as today with the WWE, or if it's just less because he is he has seventy-five. He has somebody else within, you know, Triple H to take over this whole company. He could do Triple H can do this like in his sleep if he wanted to because. He's yeah. he understands storylines. He knows when when to like take things seriously and when to not take it seriously. He knows what the fans want. You know what? When was the last time you ever heard Vince say, "Oh, we need to bring back in your house"? Oh, that never, no, never exactly. ever. Exactly. I forgot what it was to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's been what since the '90s since in your house came back. I mean, that was a Triple H idea, and that was a that was a genius idea of him given the circumstances that we're all in. He figured, you know what? Let's bring this back, and it worked out, and um, it ended up being a, a, a very good show. Who the fuck is Todd Pattengale? <laughs> you know what? When I was a kid, I bought a uh, best of in your house at Toys R Us. Oh, you bought that too? Yeah, I I'm not able to find the exact VHS copy of what it was, but it was like you know Todd Pattengale. He's like the beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow, like, and I was just like enamored with this is when i started getting into it in 98 yeah and of course it was a bunch of 1995 six you know not matches the, where not it, the was, top it wasn't actual yeah it was it was like you know five minutes of bret hart and kevin nash in a in a steel cage and then uh undertaker drags kevin nash down i have the dvds and it's a three disc set when it should, should just be called uh best of doink because uh, there's a lot of <laughs> doink on that DVD. In uh, that Best of Raw DVD, there there absolutely was. Yeah. And, oh, there was the Best of Raw. That's the Best of Raw DVD. Best of Raw. And uh, I have maybe- those same DVDs with the same titles, but they're not wrestling. I mean, it is technically wrestling, but, you know, Raw Doink. Uh, oh, you're talking about your porno collection? Yeah. Raw Doink <laughs> collection number... Best of 90s raw. Raw doink. Doink doink. 95 was not a good year for WWE. No. No, it was not. Raw doink. Real real quick, um, before we move on to our predictions, uh, I want to know how you guys felt about the Brian Cage match. Uh, And, you know, I'm going to call him Dean Ambrose because his daddy called him Dean Ambrose, but... um, uh, I just think, yeah. What do you guys think about that? The whole I, booking of that. I love that I'll match. Go first. All right, go for it, Drew. Oh, I just wanted to say I love that match. Go ahead. It was a, it was a, it was a good match overall. Um, I understood the ending as far as Taz wanting to protect uh, Cage from from further injury, uh, saying that there's a there's going to be more opportunities down the road. Uh, Darby Allen. Uh, returning was definitely, and then that's what they built up for was Darby Allen to return. So it appears that Cage and Darby are going to have a feud, and which makes sense because Cage was a reason. Cage was a reason why Darby was out of action for a while. Yeah. 
does it make Cage weak? Um, the, I, you can argue and say it does because it's, it's it's a big match for him, and this was like his second or third match that he had in AEW. Uh, so I can understand that argument. I also could understand that, well, not really, because I think that Cage is built up. Uh, he's built up enough where, okay, it's not one loss isn't going to really hurt him. We'll just have to see how this plays out down the road. I think I think the opposite. I think I think it made him look pretty good. Um, the ma- the story they told him in the, in the match, um, Moxley said he was going to rip his arm off, and he really focused on it. He knew it was a weak point to to go after. He knew he couldn't get the paradigm shift on the way he would want to because Brian Cage is so big. I thought they they did a really good job at, you know, Moxley's trying to throw everything at him, but you know what? I'm just going to go for this arm because I know that that's his weak point. Um, Taz throwing in the towel actually saved. Um, he left the. De- it saved Brian Cage because the decision was taken out of his hands. Taz was more interested in trying to preserve his investment than you know let him get hurt. You know because Cage wasn't going to tap. That's how badass he is. He just wasn't going to tap. Um, so I I think this is this is setting up to be something really good for Cage. Uh, I thought I thought it was great. I just think of Rocky. Throw the damn towel. Because yeah. <laughs> Moxley's so crazy, he would have broken his arm. And Taz knows that, you know? Yeah. Great great way to, to set that up. Great way to tell that story. Byron, what did you think of this? I hate, just, just in case you guys didn't realize, the hater's back right now. Um, of course I he just is. Like the way, I just didn't like the No, for, um, I've been watching more AEW just to see, um, you know, there's a lot of things I do like. Get to know your enemy. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Like, I, it's not even my enemy, more so like, I don't know. I, I'm looking at it from a different perspective, but I specifically for this, I didn't like it. If they're going to do something like that, you lost clean pretty much. When you throw the towel, that's extra bitch mode, I think, right? You're building up as an FTW champion and you and you get the towel throw on, thrown in, like at least make it a DQ or something. But he'd rather break his arm than tap, and Taz knew that. I To me, that sounds like a badass. Who was that in UFC that did that? Was that Frank Mir? Um, yeah, but but the thing about it is, if you're gonna preach wins and losses are important, and you give up a loss that easy, that to me is like what the fuck. And then, well, it wasn't hey, that easy. Um, and K- I'm not. Uh, I've never been a Moxley fan. I just don't see him as a world champion. He's mid card at best. But um, uh, but well, I lost my train of thought. But uh, with with Brian Cage and then uh, Brody Lee, and you have all these guys. I mean- Hold on. Uh, you have all these guys contending, and it's just—I don't know. There's no intrigue for me for that for that world championship division. It's like, what the hell? You're losing. You build these guys up real quick, and they have—you get, you know, rocketed to the top to have a shot at the title, and they lose right away. It's kind of like, uh, I just didn't like that finish. I would rather prefer if it was a DQ Schmozzi's type thing uh, versus fucking throwing a towel because that counts as like well, a, a bitch lock to me. That's t- kind of that he didn't technically lose though. It's it's kind of your what you're saying. It was a a, a sh- like a shitty. It wasn't DQ. clean. Well, you know, you, it was a shitty DQ because he didn't technically tap out. He didn't. It tap was out. his manager who was looking out for his investment. If anything, this kind of puts pressure on uh, Brian Cage and Taz because he's gonna be like Taz. Why'd you do that? You know, I had it. It was mine. I I, I could have won. You know, like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't, it's kind of like what you're saying. It, it was a 
like a crazy, stupid DQ. Well, it was, but like thing. when you throw in the towel in a boxing match or a UFC match, it's a, it counts as a clean loss, as a KO um, or a TKO or whatever. I don't know what they call it, but it's a clean loss. I mean, if it was the other way around, that would you would lose the title if you if you throw in the towel. It's not like a DQ or anything. It counts as a real loss. True. Um, True. Uh, and then that's another thing you brought up. With an asterisk. You, uh, no, We're talking wrestling. It's <laughs> because it's a loss. Um, <laughs> enough to lose, but uh, you brought up a good point. I didn't see the tension right away that I wanted to see. If you're gonna yeah. lose, throw in the towel. I wanted the tension with Cage and Taz right away. He was like, "What the fuck, dude?" You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would have loved I, I to see something like that. that. I, I agree with you on that, Byron. It makes him look like a little bitch boy. I'm like, you're gonna throw in the towel and you got this belt. What does it even this belt means even less than it already does? I, I agree. I mean, he still tried to like go on a rampage after the fact. Um, but yeah, there should have been a little bit more tension between him and Taz on that decision. Um, but if you paid attention during the match, his arm was getting worked over like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So it was only a matter of time. It was something was going to break. Um, and they kind of ba- booked themselves into a corner with this, with putting Cage right there right away. I agree with that, too, because... Someone had to win and someone had to lose in this match. And you can't have Cage, you know, tapping out or, or getting pinned in his first title, you know, opportunity, one of his first matches. Um, right. And you can't have Moxley lose because, you know, you're you're saving Moxley for other things. Um, well, why did Darby Allen just come in, like, just interfere in the match? I thought that would have been a cooler finish. Like, that would have been a shock factor and it would have kept him clean. Well, it would have fucked over Moxley. Yeah, that's why. Because he still would have got the and, win, and they try to avoid uh, DQ finishes. They try to have as clean finishes as possible. Yeah, remember that one worst uh, Raw night ever, where it was just nothing but disqualifications from Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. Oh God, yeah. Uh, that that's that's the opposite end of the spectrum, right there. What I think could have worked is a time limit uh, draw. Yeah, yeah, so that might have had more of an impact, but. People are going to be mad regardless, I feel like. Um, and they I don't think they want to lean on that too much either. True. Mm-hmm. They've done it once. Um, as far as NXT goes, NXT was basically just rematches. AEW, Sonny Kiss had the match of his life. Um, I, thought, I thought he went out there and did really good with Cody. Um, a lot of people were talking shit about Sonny Kiss, and Cody just you know shut them all down. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. There's a couple botches here and there, but I thought it was a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a solid star. showing for Sunny Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a star. He could be their biggest. I think he could possibly be in the top. He could player. transcend wrestling. I think Sunny Kiss can. Yeah. He's good looking, too. Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> talented, talented dude. I mean, watching him from Lucha Underground, he was... Uh, you can, I mean, from watching him from back then, you can see glimpses of what he can do in the ring. He's a very athletic person. Yeah, those are pr- pretty crazy, and I like the whole um, flashback to the Nitro Girls uh, dances because they were legitimately right. I feel like those were seriously old school Nitro Girls moves mm-hmm. uh, inspired. <laughs> but you know, uh, you Jaguar cheerleaders. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this. You know, the Sunny Kiss is just gonna break down walls of so many things. Like Sunny can work. Sonny's good looking. Uh, anybody who's basically we've we've all said it before. If you're if you have a problem with uh, Sunny Kiss being a, a gay person in 
the ring with someone and they could work, but you don't have a problem with somebody who is an amazing worker, but they're a fucking pedophile, then you're the problem with wrestling fandom. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's okay. Agree. Yeah, I, I like that uh, AEW's uh, leaning into it, and um, they're they're showing that they don't care, and if as long as you know they're they're good workers and they can uh, perform, um, they're willing to you know do anything possible. I Where mean, Vince, if this was WWE, Vince if would this not was WWE, even, no, Sunny Kiss would have zero chance. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be Sunny Kiss. He would have to put on you know he wouldn't be able to be himself. Vince yeah. would shut that down real quick. Um. What else happened? FTR against the Lucha Bros. Was that was that what I yeah. was that? Yeah, that was a good match. Good match. I th- I was expecting more. I'll be honest. Um, and yeah. there, there there was a little bit. I thought Phoenix in the beginning of the match looks kind of mm-hmm. rusty. Um, they they botched one of their own like moves between you know uh, Pentagon and him. Um, still a good match, but I kind of was expecting a little bit more. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't really too crazy about the match. It was good, but it was a lot of there was quite a few botches. Um, looks like you said he, he did look kind of rusty. Uh, same thing with um, uh, Phoenix. He I, looked I think a little they, rusty. Uh, but yeah, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't the greatest. But the ending was pretty creative. Uh, yeah. I yes. I thought I thought the same thing. I I also like the fact that you know we've been kind of getting on Kenny about um, his his use in AEW. And look at I, do, does someone listen to the show because Kenny is starting to lose it. We're the they're, the cleaner is coming back. Lost it, like I said in the in response to that, he's definitely lost it for sure. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, like uh, the Byron, he lost it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, we're getting, we're starting to see things turning. Things are happening. A lot of story was put in at AEW this week. Um, and then there was SmackDown. Do we really need to talk about SmackDown? Other than AJ Styles and Matt Riddle. Uh, that, was, that was all. That was, a, that, was a good, that was a good match. That was a very good match. Very good match. He can still fucking go, man. It's insane how good he is. It's crazy. How does he stay in shape and like able to do all the moves he, he was doing 10 years ago? It's wild. Well, Jesus and Flat Earth. I think that is what oh, is, is keeping him. And no mask. No mask. Yeah, no mask. <laughs> Probably doesn't wear a mask. I have a feeling AJ's the type of <laughs> For yeah, sure. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, SmackDown was kind of a shmoo. Uh, with that being said, let's get into our predictions. Um, Be- before we do that, I, I do want to mention okay. something about SmackDown real quick. Um <laughs> Naomi, uh, Naomi and Lacey Evans did have a match. Uh, there's a couple things I do want to talk about real quick. Uh, number one, Lacey Evans turned heel again, but like, I, it just seems like the billionth time. Yeah, like, it, like just a couple months ago, they just had her turn babyface. They were, and tr- now, yeah, they're, they're trying so and hard. And now they're, and now she's back to being a heel. And um, I, I just, it just seems like there's no, there's, it's, there's inconsistent character development coming from. Uh, especially on Lacey Evans side, like that's why she's she the worst. Face, is she heel? And it's not really her fault. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that's it's why her, her fault. character's like, the worst. Is what I yes. should say. Yeah. What? Like, what's the what's the direction they're going with her? No direction. Um, no idea. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I, I know that they wanted to like 
tell everyone she's a Marine and she is, you know, this. But then she got mixed up with Bailey, could could have won the title, and then they just dropped her. I guess I don't know. I don't um, know what's going on with that. Yeah, I wanted to bring up uh, uh, Jericho, how he's the demo oh. god. And uh, I just thought that was hilarious. And uh, he just keeps reinventing himself over and over. And it's, I love it. Those shirts are on guy. sale already on, on pro wrestling tees, by the way. Yep. <laughs> and he'll, he'll make a, he'll, he'll make quite a bit of money. I mean, that's Jericho knows how to reinvent himself. Um, it's for as corny as it is, you know what? He knows what he's doing. I he like it to- because they, they are feeding off of this war on the internet that, aw and nxt are going through and they're just leaning into it do i wish that they didn't all the time maybe but i mean it makes for for good content on and off air gets people keeps people talking about aw which is perfect lean into it exactly jericho is supposed to be a bad guy you shouldn't like him so when he starts talking about the demos you should want him you should want to hate him you should want him to get beat up right that's the point of being a heel i think what he's actually trying to do is he's trying to mirror and mimic and mock um, uh, Seth Rollins for the Monday Night Messiah. Oh, that's a good oh, call. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I didn't even think of that I either. Didn't even th- wow, that's see that. That's a, wow. I didn't even think about that. That's, you're right. You well, should be on the show more often, what, bro. What's he gonna call himself? The Wednesday Night Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday Night Wardlow. <laughs> that's uh, a good one. Right, let's, make, let's make our picks for this. Uh, Shit show that's gonna happen tomorrow. Also, I was gonna say yeah. real quick, uh Jericho uh Jericho's hair is kind of going the way of Shawn Michaels after that orange bath. <laughs> oh, um, he, he he is getting he's up in his forties, late forties, so yeah. 50? 47, I think. I mean, I'm not one to talk, but I mean I, I just it was something I noticed. Uh, but I just wanted to make that joke also. Yeah. Um, let's get into predictions for the shit show at Extreme Rules. Uh Props to Dick for coming up with that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, is anyone going to write down our predictions? Remy, you went, you want in on this? Uh, yeah, um, but I'll let you guys go first because I don't know what the card is. Um, I actually currently do not subscribe to the network, um, but, you know, that might change. That might not. Um, I just feel with the whole WWE ethics kind of thing, but I do I do catch up with footnotes just to keep in the loop. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. Just go back um, to me. I'll let you know what my predictions are. All right, uh, um, that'll work out. So let's uh, let's go from the bottom. Um, it's going to be the New Day versus Cesaro and Nakamura in a tables match. We knew they were setting this up for weeks now. Um, apparently, there was a vote for Dollar Store General or Dollar General customers to vote for who was. They said this on on SmackDown. They said there was a vote. And the vote was too close to call. So basically, your vote's in a matter. Thank you for all of your email addresses. We'll be sending you WWE spam. Uh, but the, it was too close to call. So we had to have a match for, to decide if it was going to be a tables match or a cage match. Turned out to be uh, Cesaro wins, gets a cage match, or gets a, a tables match. Um, it shouldn't be a tables match. I mean, it was it was already kind of pre-baked, I feel like. And how are you going to get a cage inside the PC anyways? Real quickly, um, it just seems like this show is mirroring also tables uh, t- TLC as well. Well, they're both like extreme get... rules type matches, right? Yeah, you have to have a they, they, 
they they are but um definitely a tables match in in june and then um a couple other matches that may be rumored for the show it, it appears that maybe tlc is not going to happen in december oh interesting okay you guys get that vibe hmm. i mean possibly i mean yeah tlc is kind of whatever now um but let's go with bobby who do you got in this one um i'm the defending I mean, champ by the way so my title's on the line is somebody writing it down somebody's letting it down yeah i got them written down I, i'm just gonna say new day because like why would you put it on this makeshift tag team it's well, new day they've been a team for a while um, well candy omega anybody but go ahead this fucking guy <laughs> he's the champion in the best tag team division in the world right now um he's doing all right for himself <laughs> all right yeah new day so who, who who's next i'll go next go ahead um, and go and buy it. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go cesaro and shinsuke i think uh the new day of kind of uh unless unless xavier does something crazy um i think the new day have had their time with their titles um you know, shine a light on Shinsuke and Cesaro. Why not? Um, I'm probably wrong, but that's my choice. All right, who's next? Iron, go for it. Uh, I'm going to go with Shinsuke, too, because I think they're going to put the New Day some, hopefully in a single program, one of them. And there's a lot of options for them, so hopefully I'll say Shinsuke. And plus, I want Shinsuke to win. So do you think they're going to um, eventually uh, lead to the New Day splitting up? Nah, they can't split that up. That's the money right now. They have like at least they'll probably start splitting them up towards the end of their run. But I'd say I'm going Shinsuke easy. What you got, Dicky? Five, uh, five years is New Day's been. Uh, that's the run New Day's been on for about five years, uh, and they've been what eight-time tag champions. Eight times with uh, Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, did they? Did did they recently? Did they win the belts before? No. Mm-mm. Cesaro no, won him and Sheamus. Also, Nakamura's never been a tag champ. Okay. Get that. I, I think for that reason, I think we're going to, I think we may see new champs. I think uh, as much as I hate to see Hot Potato, uh, and I feel like that's the case with really with, with the SmackDown tag belts more than anything else. It, it just seems like you get a combination of either New Day or the Usos having the belts. Well, they have four they, tag teams in SmackDown, so and, it's not very really, Yeah. And then that's the thing. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with them because I, I, I think, why not? Just why the hell not at this point? All right, Remy. Um, I'm gonna have to go with um, unless there's an Xavier Woods, uh, no, no DQ interference, then I'm gonna have to go with Shinsuke and Cesaro because, uh, I mean, in my opinion, if they just give it to the New Day then their investment in Shinsuke and Cesaro, two of the best workers out there, then um, then it's just all for nothing. I feel like you in know? the past couple of weeks, they really got behind the two of those guys. So, yeah. How yeah. dare you guys go against the New Day? <laughs> I mean, How it is you? the New Day. It still is the New Day, so anything can happen. Hey, that, that, might, that might get you the win, though, Bobby. That could be crucial. That could um, be the win. Uh, up next, Apollo Crews versus MVP, not Bobby Lashley, MVP, for the United States Championship. Um, I'm gonna. I'll go. I'll go first on this one. Um, I think Apollo Cruz is going to win this match. Uh, the veteran's gonna help out the young cat and give him the the rightful title that should be his to begin with. Uh, so I'm gonna go uh, Apollo Cruz on this one. Yeah, same here, Apollo Cruz. 
Yeah. Yeah. Dick. I'll go. Or oh, go ahead. Anyone. All right. Um, this match is the most because it'd be awesome to see MVP with the title run. To be honest, I think it would be cool could, too. Then they could split up Bobby and uh, and MVP some some way, and MVP turn face somehow. Well, who knows how long he has left? But oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go MVP. MVP? Oh, okay. All right. I mean, but I don't make money. It would. I mean. Yeah, I think this is just level one to get to Goro, uh, who is Bobby Lashley. <laughs> dude, fuck Goro, dude. That game, oh my god. Every so time hard. I battled him. Shang Tsung was so easy. First. It was it, it was right? hard to get past Goro. <laughs> Goro was the one. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> For real. Traumatizations. Who do, you, who do you got, Dick? Um. Okay, so the I, I don't think MVP is gonna gonna win the belt. I don't, I don't think that would be the right move, especially if you're trying to build up Apollo Crews. I think um, that U.S. title that MVP does have, I'm, I would like to think that's going to be the official belt going forward. Yeah, that's, that's what such, I think, too. That, that's, that's a pretty nice design. I hate for it to just be used by MVP and not seen after that. That, that to me, is a, is a waste of a design. Why even have it up to begin with? Yeah. So I, I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Apollo on this one. He he definitely needs it more than MVP. Um, MVP he had a run as a U.S. champion over ten years ago. So and I don't think his role right now is to be winning matches as more so is to be Lashley's mouthpiece and to get him over as much as possible. Do I think this feud between those two are over? Uh, no, because. If he's done with like like one of you guys mentioned, once he's done with MVP, you got Lashley lurking in the, in the windows. That and I think I think MVP is going to add to a stable as well. I think you could see Cedric, the sports entertainer, join. I could see that happening as well. Uh, they've been they've been <laughs> dropping little seedlets here and there. Uh, Bobby, yeah, I st- it's Apollo. Like they they can't they can't drop it. They can't drop him that quickly. I think it's going to be Apollo, and then he's going to get the. The big guns of Bobby Lashley after. So we'll see. All right. Up next, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Eye for an eye match. The winner needs to rip out his opponent's eyeball on a PG show. How are they going to get out of this one, guys? Um, Well, this one's going to be a cinematic one. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm told CGI is going to be a thing. But, you know. I mean, I would expect that from Mortal Kombat, but or some blood and gut show. Uh, I think um, I don't know. I think I'm just still trying to wrap my head around this whole thing. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Rollins wins, you know, because uh, I mean, there's already if you go right now on Pro Wrestling Tees, there are Rey Mysterio Halloween costumes popping up on Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, so it, it, he's not even under contract. He's out. Yeah, That's he's true. just doing these extra dates right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he, he's not under contract, mm. but his son is, I believe, under con- or is trying to get into WWE. So there's a dilemma as far as what's going to happen with Ray. I mean, obviously, he wants to help his son out. So is he going to stay or is he asking? Because he was asking for more money, but he was denied um, by them because of what's going on. 
is he going to stay, help his son out? Is he going to leave? I mean, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked after this match. Um, so who do you got? I there? am, I am not really a big fan of this of, of this feud at all. Uh, I I kind of think that with you, Remy, I think Seth may end up winning. I was thinking maybe Ray Ray may win, but he's not under contract right now, so that may play a factor. That may not. But I think Seth does definitely need to win more than anything else. Sponsored by T-Mobile. <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think Rey Mysterio, keeping all the other contracts and his son, uh, Donna Die Mysterio, um, out of everything, um, I think that, he, um, in fact, Rey Mysterio will win this match because the match is eye for an eye. So Rey Mysterio already had his eye fucked up, so... His revenge is to take his eye, right? Eye for an eye. Um, so I think I think Mysterio, based on that, they're gonna find another way to write him off. Uh, but I think Rey Mysterio is gonna win this match. And see, now, I I don't know if he's gonna be written off. I I I think at the end of the day, he's still gonna be with WWE. Well, um, in some shape or form, at least. I think uh, I'll make my pick here. I think probably. Uh, arguments but uh i'll go with rollins i think i could see rollins losing and be like the messiah of somehow recovering his fight back somehow like enhancing his gimmick if he does lose but i think he's he's one of the best things in wrestling right now I'm gonna go with i would think kurt russell in escape from la or the governor in walking dead you know he had, a, he had an eye patch and then now that that made him go crazy i lost my eye now i'm gonna go fucking crazy I I think I think that would be a great story for for Seth. As if he's not crazy enough right now, dude. He's already he's already going crazy. Murphy had to like calm him down. Like, hey, you really want to well, do this? From a from a promotion that had Vince McMahon go against God, I would say the eye patch thing is not a crazy idea, and that the eye comes back. <laughs> Possibly. Magically. I mean, he just puts it back in. Monday night, night Messiah. Vader did it. <laughs> We're just watching the oh, match they oh, edited. They edited okay. it out. Yeah, because we, you know, we looked into the bowels of uh, the New Japan world, and I just put like 1980s or 1990s, and I just go all the way down to like earliest, and then just work my way up to like the latest. Nice. And they have they have a one with uh, Kevin Kelly on commentary. Uh, oh, recent. So they're like, yep, this is the match. This is the match you've been wanting to watch. <laughs> and you see right there, we edited out. But, but the whole thing, is, his eye is swollen. Like, it's black. Because in the middle of the match, his eyeball was legitimately hanging out. And, you know, everyone does the same motion, gets the thumb, pops it right back oh, in. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Oh, it's so, yeah. gross. so you know if it's shoots if it's cgi i it's nothing that wrestling wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time anyone seeing it who do you got bobby like, That's sure. i'm gonna go 619 just for the hell of it booyaka yeah who's gone wild for the hell of it <laughs> for the hell Aha. of it <laughs> all right up next uh braun Strowman versus uh Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight. Dick, who do you got in this one? And uh, this is uh, cult leader Bray that we're uh, that we're speaking of. Original Bray. Yeah. Um, I 
I said earlier that I wasn't invested in the Seth versus uh, Ray feud. I take that back. <laughs> I am. Um, it, it's not as bad as this feud with um, with Braun and Bray. Uh, Braun just doesn't do it for me as Universal Champion. Uh, he just he lucked into the belt, which is you know given the circumstances, it's understandable. But it's just this feud is uh, is lacking. I think this uh, this match. I think Braun is going to win this match because this the end goal is going to be the fiend. How do you get to the fiend? How do you get to uh, the fiend versus Braun? Because that's where it leads to. I can't see the fiend. I can't see Bray Wyatt winning, and then the fiend appears after. I think it's going to be some sort of because they're going to fight in a lake, right? It seems like it's going to be a like swamp, something like swamp. that. Okay. How do you pin someone in a swamp? What are the rules even like? I mean, <laughs> it, like, I don't even think we know what the rules are. So, like, does it count if they're on the lily pad? Maybe. <laughs> right. It's, like, we don't know what what the rules are for this. Feed match. Bray to an alligator. <laughs> like in the game. Holy oh shit! That's what's what gonna if, happen. What if it turns into Braun wrestling an actual alligator? <laughs> Some I would not be at least bit surprised. Is it? That's gotta be that. That that's gotta be that's gotta be a crocodile. <laughs> like I, I could and he just see rips the hinges off of the cage. Like I could see this. I could see Bray drowning in the lake, like Colt Leader Bray. He drowns in the lake. We never see him again. And that's the end of Colt Leader Bray. Yeah. And out comes the fiend. Okay. I I, I, guess, I could see that happening. So yeah, what if Bray Lake is he right for the WWE? Yeah, I think Bray wins because uh, to get that win back. All right, so Bray Bray wins. I don't. Yeah, Bray wins. I don't oh. care. Oh, yeah, so. okay. I just noticed something. This is not for the title. It's oh. not. Yeah, Bray wins. Br- yeah, that changes everything for me. Yeah, that changes. Everything. So, who are you going, Dick? I'm, it doesn't change my opinion. I still think Braun's going to win. Okay. Uh, I think I think I think Bray is gonna win this one, um, and then it, it's got to lead to the Fiend. Um, so Braun won the first one, Bray wins the second one, and then you have the rubber match with the Fiend. Um, I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bray Wyatt on this one. Move that big one. The big one. Okay. Big one. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Braun, just because. I want this to be over with, and <laughs> um, his promos aren't good. I just, that's, they pulled the trigger way too late on him, and now they're stuck in this uh, limbo of, like, who do we give him? And they gave him Bray Wyatt, and it's just – the story yeah. isn't that great. It's not. The promos promos from Braun are the same thing over and over again. It's like yeah. this much. It's gonna be. You're gonna get these rounds. We're gonna go yeah. home. Yeah, um, Bron. Where's my double base? <laughs> Bron doesn't do anything for me, other than when he's posting, um, <laughs> when he's posting speedo pictures with hashtags of <laughs> jizzact and um, <laughs> other fucking weird things. Um, he's trying to fuck. Act. He that was a hashtag thirst trap. Go to Bron's Instagram. He, I mean. He's in a little speedo and he's talking about wanting to fuck, dude. Um, so. <laughs> well, s- speaking of which, uh, a while back someone had captured a screenshot of him on Tinder. That's right. That's right. I remember that. 
Um, so we're we're all we're all in. Yeah. Oh, Remy, oh, did, did you? Uh, Remy, did who'd you get? Oh, I think it's gonna be Bray since it's not a title match. Uh, if this know, was a title and, match, I would I would have gone Braun, but yeah. Yeah, if it's not a title match, then Bray's gonna win, and then we're gonna see a rematch. In, SummerSlam. Yeah, and some kind of. I went to your home. Now you gotta come to mine, and it's like in some kind of like power lifter barn or something. Or like he like he's gonna be trying to hunt Bray with a freaking crossbow or something. You know, it'd be dope if they actually fight on a train because they're trying to say that Braun's this train. Fight through like all these cars in a train. I think that's, that's a strange. like an abandoned tra- <laughs> a train factory. Yeah. I don't know. Train yard for that matter. They try to milk everything from these catchphrases. How about they fight in a hand? Okay, no, one giant no, hand. What they fight they, in May Young's fucking grown adult hand. What if they do it at a butcher shop and freaking Braun Strowman get these hounds? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have I'm Otis. They haven't done that yet. Otis is holding his money in the bank briefcase, but he's like eating bratwurst at the same time. <laughs> it writes itself, and then you cash in at the hand plant. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's move on. Uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Byron, who do you got? Bailey. Burn Sasha, the best. Uh, I think they're the best things in WWE. They are one of the best things going on in WWE. I agree. So, yeah, Bailey, keep that shit on. Let's, let's milk that. Uh, Dick, who do you got? Uh, title's not changing anytime soon. Uh, Bailey's going to retain. Sasha may help out. In fact, I think Sasha will likely help out. Um, the question remains, will the favor be returned later on? I am also going to go Bailey on this one. Um, I, ah, come on, Nikki Cross, come on. Uh, not right now. Uh, Bobby, who do you got? Bailey. It's easy. <laughs> I know this one's like... I mean, it's like... I, Nikki Cross does nothing. <laughs> I, she does not move the needle at all as as a you know as a champion so why would you take something like like bailey who's fire right now and just put it out and put it on nikki cross nah dog yeah not nah, dog ain't it sorry <laughs> not right now uh remy who do you got bailey yep it's a no-brainer yeah yeah it appears this is all universal as far as what who is going to be winning this match as uh Bailey's counterpart, Sasha, is going to be wrestling Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. You just led me into my next prediction. Oscar versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's title. Uh, Bobby, we haven't gone to you first yet. Who do you got? I'm going to say Sasha because it's going to be wild to have both belts and tag team on them. It's it's going to it's gonna be fire. Like They have to do it. So I, I'm going to say Sasha. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that because, I mean, Asuka, Asuka's Asuka. She's amazing. But I think the bigger story is the downfall of Sasha and Bailey. I think they have all the gold. They can glow and let it, let it get to their heads. Let them maybe get obsessed with retaining at all costs. Um, I th- I think that's the way. that's That to me would tell a better story than just leaving everything the same. You know? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Put all the gold on Bailey and Sasha. Do it, please. Dick, who do you got in this one? Uh, you want to go, Byron? Yeah, I think this is the best match of the night by far. This one's gonna be match of the night for sure. Sasha Banks uh, goes for the gold. She gets it easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Dick. 
I think for, uh, as, as I mentioned with my previous prediction, Sasha will help Bailey out to retain. I don't think things are going to go as smooth for this match with, uh, with Bailey helping out Sasha and it may end up costing her the match. And we may end up be, we may end up seeing where things are starting to fall apart. Um, I don't think Sasha necessarily needs to win the Raw Women's Championship, given that she is technically on SmackDown. If we're even talking about the whole fucking draft. Oh, that doesn't even matter anymore. I think it's dead. It it doesn't even matter at this point. Sasha or Oscar was on SmackDown this week. It's like, yeah, whatever. Because she's feuding. She's feuding with Sasha. Um, I don't I don't see Sasha winning the belt. I don't think she needs to win the Raw Women's Championship because I think the story they're going to tell is her finally winning the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bailey. That's where all roads are going to lead to. Um, and she can't really be dual. Ch- and I think that will kind of weaken her winning the belt on this pay-per-view if that's the case. I think Austin's going to retain and we're going to finally see full, full speed going ahead, Sasha Bailey into SummerSlam. All right. Uh, Remy? Um, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Sasha win. You know, we have, you know, the you know the four belts and everything. You know, but also, and, and like, um, like Dick said right now, like a inner kind of, you know, I'm better than you because I have these, but even though they're, they're both equal and then SummerSlam, Sasha, Bailey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And one's trying to, I, w- I would think to go like, I'm the leader of the two of us kind of thing where it's like, well, I got the titles first. He's like, yeah, but I helped you, you know, all that bullshit. I could see that happening too. That could be a story that they could tell. That'd be the one story they could tell if Sasha doesn't yeah. win. All right. Main event Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler in a main event and a pay per view. It is really a horror show. Um, in a TBD match, um, tables, butts, and hands. I don't know. Um, but basically, Ziggler hasn't said what the stipulation is going to be in this match. Um, what do you think it's going to be? That could add a point in, if there's a tie. And uh, who do you think will win? Uh, Dick, you can go first. I mentioned earlier that we have a tables match on this pay-per-view. And I think we're going to see elements of TLC type stipulations in on this pay-per-view. I think TLC is not going to happen in December. And I think for this reason, why Dolph Ziggler's hiding it or keeping it as a secret is because we're going to get a TLC match. I think it's going to be oh. a TLC match between uh, these two because I really can't see how they're going to elevate uh, this match to make me even want to remotely care about it. Um, I still think Drew's going to win regardless of the stipulation, but to have a TLC match to elevate both guys, uh, especially uh, Dolph, who can benefit from a TLC match and have people think, hey, this guy may have a chance to win, even though in reality, uh, Drew's going to retain. Has the ladder match basically been replaced with the TLC match? Yeah, it's just like an extreme version. Right. I feel it, like it's you can an extreme still- version of it. You could still use tables and ladders and chairs in a ladder match, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who do you got in this one? I think he chose uh, uh, Drew, right? Drew? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go next. Go for it. If you want to go TLC or ladder match, whatever they want to call it, anything where you have to climb up and get the title, and it's going to be Ziggler with the biggest upset. Whoa. <laughs> 
Okay, he, that's that's. So you a, said TLC and uh, Drew. Oh, okay. Um, I, God damn it! I thought this was gonna be a ladder match. Also, it's it reminds me of Good Friends, Better Enemies. Um, and I believe Diesel won that one, correct? So Sean won that one. Sean won that one. Oh fuck! That changes everything. Um, all right, time to rewrite history. And I don't think I don't think Nash and HBK had a ladder match. It was a regular match, I think. I know, but this is what they're this is what the story they're trying to tell. Um, Ziggler's come out and been like, "Remember when I used to help you win everything, and now I've taught you everything." Um, so in this case, I think I gotta I gotta stick with Drew. Drew's been on such fire lately, and I think it's gonna be a ladder match, and I think Drew's gonna win this match. Who do you got, Bob? Um. I'm gonna say ladder match. Well, there goes but I'm gonna break. go with Otis because Otis is gonna cash in. Oh, Otis! Oh. So wow. ha ha ha! Suck on that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that would be interesting. And, uh, It'd be a good time to to cash in, right? But we also know Otis is not very smart, so. Maybe he could be getting these hams during that match. I don't know. We'll find out. Getting these hams? <laughs> yeah. Because the stipulation of that contract says a world title match. Anyone. Say for yeah. Which brand. Okay. Interesting. Otis. Uh, Remy, who do you got in this one? Um, I got Drew. No doubt. All right. Drew Max. And what kind Drew of match do you think it's going to be? Ladder. Yeah. Okay. So we're all in. All right. So the tiebreaker is definitely out of the window because uh, we all went ladder, some form of a ladder match. Uh, Remy, I want to thank you for being a guest on this week's episode. You're welcome back anytime. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next time.